You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1600 ESPN. We broadcast normally on the fan from 9 to 11 on 104.3, but there's some Broncos training camp specials going on. So we move over to our sister station on ESPN sometimes when that happens. If you like what you're hearing here, join us every Saturday from 9 to 11 on the fan. Let's go to the phones. And joining us, one of our favorite contributors, Austin Parr. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How's the weather down in uh, Colorado today since I'm up in Minnesota? (laughs) You know, we're pretty beautiful right now, honestly. It's going to be a beautiful weekend for fishing. Um, Potentially some weather chances tonight, but uh, it's going to be cooling off quite a bit. 75 degrees even tomorrow, so I think it's going to be a really great day to get out and and, uh, get after some, some good fishing, whether or not you're on the front range or heading up to the mountains. Yeah, take us through some of what's going on. What are you seeing out there? Yeah, so for the last week, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of guiding on Chatfield and Cherry Creek Reservoirs. Um, For a while at Cherry Creek, there did not appear to be a ton of shad, but a lot of bait fish really have started to move out over the open water. And, And early in the week, we still had a lot of fish that were tight to structure. But yesterday, we had a lot of fish that were peeling off of that same structure that we did so well on earlier. The trolling bite, however, was pretty darn fantastic yesterday. Uh, a lot of fish up high, uh, especially as we got toward the middle of the day. Pulling Salmo hornets as well as some flicker shads 20 feet back on planer boards up high in the water column was really quite effective uh, with some high-quality fish as well. Uh, but you probably can still get into some good fish on some jigging wraps. We definitely focused in on the trolling yesterday, but we're going to adjust onto some of that shallower structure and work some of the jigging wraps and the blades in the coming days. But uh, if you're looking to catch some good fish, definitely start thinking about leaving the bait at home and going more to your artificials with as many bait fish are as in the lake. Uh, but it's a good opportunity for some nice fish to start with. And then over at Chatfield, there are less bait fish than you would normally be having. However, the water is beginning to drop some out of the trees. Uh, the fish still seem to be positioned pretty well along the outside edges of those trees on the old sandy beaches, as well as in front of the marina on that big point uh, that sticks out there. Um, And I have been doing good on some of the blade baits and the jigging wraps, but with the lack of shad, you still can get quite a few fish on the bait. Uh, Fathead minnows have still been remarkably productive on bottom bouncers and jig heads, but doing the same type of presentation tipped with a crawler can also be effective. Uh, but with that water dropping, those fish, like I said, they still appear to be on those same structure points, but I would not be surprised if they begin to suspend as the water falls from the trees. I want to uh, talk to you about Chatfield a little bit. Early on, when water was high, we thought maybe we were going to get a really great shad hatch there because it's been lacking the last few years, and there's been a little concern. The bite has been good. The fish been good. They've been healthy yet, but worried that we need more bait to support the number of mouths there. Would you say that we still have more shad than we have had, or is there a better balance in the lake, or are we still lacking? There's there's some bait fish, and depending upon where you go, there's areas that, that are there's some clouds, but it's drastically different than Cherry Creek. But as you mentioned, the balance is definitely bait heavy in cherry creek even with all the uh, the walleyes that are in that lake but i would still say that that we're under gunned on the overall shad now the other thing i have been catching a lot of lately are a lot of perch i mean 
every day if we're going out and catching 70 walleyes uh, or 70 fish total of that 70 there's been between 15 and 20 good sized perch so i'm hoping that they had a pretty good uh, ability to get up in the shallows and, and really have a good spawn so we may have quite a few of those perch fry turn into a heavy forage base uh, in the coming weeks but I still would imagine that we are a little bit under from, you know, my 10 years of guiding experience out there. It's not nearly as many as we would see uh, a number of years ago. Yeah, we're just gonna, I think we need to kind of keep an eye on that. And I think keep a watchful eye and keep, keep the folks at uh, Parks and Wildlife appraised of our opinions, too. We want to, that fishery has been so healthy and productive. We want to make sure that we give good input and keep it that way would totally agree and i mean it may require some adult shad to get in that lake got to be stocked coming up here so um everything is a little bit behind right now though uh even at uh, cherry creek i mean i would say we're at least two weeks behind schedule from what we would normally be finding i mean i'm usually trolling really heavily in the middle part of july and i was able to catch a lot of fish on that bait bite all the way up to the very end of july so what I'm hoping for is that we still have a lot of bait up uh, in the very shallows, and maybe we'll have some of those come out. But there have not been nearly as many adult shad in that lake, so time will tell, but we'll really know here in the next week or two. Anything else around the metro area that's been productive? So a lot of the little local ponds have been doing okay. Uh, there's been some good topwater bites, and this is the time of year to be thinking about that. So I really like a, a little popper or a whopper plopper on the outside edges of some of those weeds. So that is, is something to really consider. But uh, the other thing that, that really has been good, still generally metro area, but some of our streams that are just in the, the, the mountains, whether it be South Boulder Creek, Bear Creek, Clear Creek, or Waterton Canyon, the flows have come down in all of those bodies of water, and it really is off, offering a great uh, dry fly opportunity. The dry fly dropper fishing has been spectacular. Small hoppers like a Stalcups hopper or a little chubby Chernobyl with a beadhead nymph down below. Some of my favorites are a split case PMD or a case caddis this time of year. You can work those type of presentations on the fly rod through the edges of those pocket waters and catch a lot of fish. I mean, it's a great spot to take a beginner and, and any of those bodies of water uh, down on the, to the southern side of town near me all are going to be good. And I would be imagining that the Pooter and the Big Thompson will be doing the same thing. So if you're sick of the heat and you want to just slip right into the hills and still have great fishing opportunities, that would be something I would be suggesting. Yeah, I would pay a little attention to if the rivers in case we had any uh, any mudslides or, or burn scarf flooding into some of the areas. Make sure you check before you go because we've had some heavy rains come through in the last few weeks. And as much as we always need water when it comes at in that abundance, it can be a, a problem sometimes. I want to talk a little bit more about the hopper dropper, and then I'm going to switch gears, but I'm probably going to put you on hold and come back after we talk. I love hopper dropper fishing. Uh, as my eyes get older, I say this all the time, I can see that hopper. Um, I don't have to make the perfect cast that lays down gently because it plops down a little bit. And you can follow it with either a dropper or a dry fly and be really effective. And I think this year, Austin, because we had so much undergrowth that we're going to have a tremendous hopper year late into the fall. Totally agree. I mean, it, it's uh, the water was high for a long time. These fish did not have the opportunity to get after a lot of those with the cooler weather. But now that we're getting hot, it is really going to be a fantastic presentation for the next eight weeks or so here. And, 
and any of your bodies of water that you're fishing, even your your higher pressure tailwaters, that hopper dropper is fantastic. And I a lot of times recommend it for a beginner too. It's pretty darn easy to cast. It doesn't tangle very much. And you can work all that pocket water that's more challenging to hit with a nymph rig. And a lot of times they'll come up and eat that, that dry with reckless abandonment, but they'll eat that nymph as well. So that hopper acts as your strike indicator. And if it gets bit, perfect set the hook and and reel him in but otherwise if it gets ripped down uh that fish has eaten that nymph so that's a really good way to go and then the other thing as you mentioned with the double dry you could run something bigger like a humpy or a caddis but a great presentation for me is also an ant and the ants are really hard to see on their own but you lay them behind a hopper and you'll see that fish rise in close proximity to your lead uh, dry fly and you can see it really well and you'll set the hook and get them on that ant and they are extremely productive and in my opinion underfished we and the thing with the hopper dropper or the dry dropper or the double dry and using terrestrials like hoppers and ants and it really helps simplify the choice of flies and presentations for beginning anglers because i know beginning anglers will go out a lot and they'll have a huge box full of flies and they're so busy changing flies or trying to decide they don't get enough fishing time. A lot of times, if I'm going up like close to Rocky Mountain National Park, I can throw on a hopper dropper, and I don't even care so much about the depth of the dropper because it kind of looks like an emerger as that hopper goes through the water, and I can fish virtually the same presentation all day. Absolutely. I mean, you can run any of these smaller streams. The dry fly dropper is fantastic, and we talk about it all the time where – you can have a set of different flies where you have a couple different grasshoppers in different sizes, a humpy, a caddis, some ants, and a couple beadhead nymphs, and really do a lot of damage for months on end in these smaller streams. And it's some of my favorite fishing. You don't always catch the biggest fish, but many times you can escape the crowds as well as you catch just gorgeous little trout uh, that are coming up and very willing to eat your patterns and well we'll get to this in this next segment but there's some other fisheries like Cheeseman Canyon right now that may be shut down for a little while so these uh, higher pressure fisheries uh, you may need to get away from them a little bit but right now with the higher water that we've had all spring it's really setting up for lots of good fishing all across the state. All right I am going to have them put you on hold Austin, and we'll come back. Let's talk about Cheeseman Canyon and maybe some of the reservoirs that have pike we haven't talked about and a little bit about the southeast if we have time. All that and more, folks, coming up with Austin after this time out on Terry Wicks from Outdoors on 1600 ESPN. You're listening to Terry Wicks from Outdoors on 1600 ESPN. Normally, you can catch us on 104.3 The Fan from 9 to 11. We moved over to our sister station because of Broncos programming. Let's go back to the phones. We were talking with Austin Parr. Good morning again, Austin. Absolutely, Terry. Um, let's. We only have a few minutes, but there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. And one was you were talking about Cheeseman and Deckers and some of those. There's been some issues with some flooding there. How? What are you hearing? Earlier this week, some of that flash flooding set up right up over the canyon, and there was multiple mudslides dropping into Cheeseman, including one that really messed up the physical gill trail itself. Um, So it sounded like a lot of sediment came into the river, and from what I'm hearing, a lot of it is unfishable right now, particularly in the canyon itself. So it might be something to reconsider if you're thinking about heading to Cheeseman or Deckers and head to one of our more freestone rivers at the moment. Uh, The Eagle and the Colorado have been fishing 
really extremely well. But if you still want to hit the plat, as I mentioned earlier, Waterton Canyon uh, is not experiencing those same issues, and the fishing has been productive, particularly up higher in the canyon. Okay, let's talk about a couple other opportunities that should be really good right now. And one is pike fishing. And, you know, we talk a lot about spinning and 11 mile, but there's a lot of other reservoirs like Terriall and Stagecoach. Have you heard much about those? I think Terriall gets overlooked. I really do, too. So spinny was really low early in the season, and the weed growth did not build up. The pike have been being caught really good up there, but they're a bit more spread out than in, than they normally would be along those developed weed edges. But that's definitely not the case at Terriel. Uh That uh, inlet side of the lake really has uh, developed those big, heavy weeds. And topwaters this time of year are one of my favorite go-to presentations, particularly a buzzbait or a whopper plopper. If the weeds are really high, the buzzbait comes through those a lot easier than that whopper plopper does. But both can be effective right on the outside edges. Um, and really an all-day presentation, but if you're not getting them on top, adjusting down to some spinner baits or some larger uh, rainbow trout swim baits can be effective. But Terriol uh, isn't the only one. As you mentioned there, uh, Stagecoach and Taylor Park both do really well and I think are a lot more of an overlooked fishery when it comes to those pike. You're not having near the pressure that you're dealing with on uh, the South Park Lakes, and sometimes those fish can be a little more willing to, to cooperate. I, I couldn't agree more. And, of course, I think right now the mountain trout are just on fire, not only in the rivers but the lakes, too. Is that what you're hearing? Definitely. Antero, I've heard multiple reports of just fantastic fishing. Uh, fishing up higher in the water column with aggressively worked tube jigs seems to be the best right now. But fast trolling with Tasmanian devils also will be productive. Now, the fly fishing in South Park is, is really good right now, too. There's still been some damsels coming off. We're seeing calabatus and the standard balance leech patterns all will be worthwhile. But speaking of fisheries that are overlooked, we've talked about it before, but Steamboat Lake produces fantastic big fish this time of year. Uh, it's a shallower lake for the majority, so it does grow the fish really nicely. And uh, scud patterns as well as crawfish imitations on the fly are really worthwhile. But back to the tube jigs again. You can work those on the outside edges of the weeds. You'll be really surprised at the quality of fish that you get, both in the rainbows as well as Snake River Cutthroat up there. And you'll get away from the crowds. So you'll have maybe some paddle boarders and some recreational traffic up there. But as far as fishing is concerned, there's a lot less pressure than you'd find on lakes in South Park. Got about two minutes left. Um, I want to touch on the southeast. Uh, they got a lot more water than we thought, so there's some potentially good things happening down there. Absolutely. It seems like John Martin has risen almost double in capacity from what we saw early in the spring, and there will be a pretty good shad hatch that has emerged, but you'll likely be able to still get some of those white bass and wipers pushing those bait fish, as well as trolling higher in the water column for the saw guys. Kind of the same presentation that I'm working through at Cherry Creek would be what I would be utilizing down there. So the flicker shad and Salmo hornets underneath planer boards up high in the water column unless you're of course seeing good boils come up where you'll then transition to top water baits or things like swim baits or rattle traps subsurface but some of the other bodies of water did receive additional rainfall two buttes reservoir which chad lachance and i have fished in the past went completely dry over the last number of years and we've actually received water where we're about 20 feet deep in the lake. And granted, the fishery is not anything at the moment, but we're beginning to see some stocking of catfish and crappie. And next year, we'll see fish that, uh, like your saw guys and your wipers, will come in in the spring. So uh, if we can keep water down there in the next number of years, that lake grows fish fast, particularly largemouth bass. 
and it's a, a cool fishery that is off the beaten path by a significant margin. But uh, if we can keep watering it, I'll be, be heading down there in a couple of years. All right, my friend, we have to go, but if people want to stop by and get more information or book a guide trip with you, how do they do that? I'm a discount fishing tackle. We're six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. All right, you and I have got to make a point to get on the water together. Got some time coming up here. I'll talk to you, and we'll, we'll plan it out. All right, I'll be back from Minnesota in a couple of weeks. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can make happen. Sounds great, Terry. Thank you so much. Thanks, Austin. Austin Parr, always a great resource. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to tell you a little bit about where we're at right now up on the shore, north shore of Lake Superior. And then we've got hunting coming up from Nate Zielinski. Brad uh, Peterson's going to join us. And there is a white bass bite going on that you just want to take advantage of right in your backyard. And then we're going to talk some shooting. So we have a lot to cover on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 1600 ESPN.